word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, and it's good to be back. Oh, well, I see. I may stay. Um, so uh, I'm here for today, next Sunday, and the Sunday after, while Tim's in England. I cannot just say at the outset, the Lambeth Conference that Tim has gone to uh, starts on Wednesday. So uh, he and Fiona are doing whatever they're doing. On Tuesday, everybody settles into the University of Kent in Canterbury, and on Wednesday, the Lambeth Conference begins in earnest. <clears throat> One of my practices as a teacher of Year 11 and 12 English was to require the students to commit to memory a speech from whichever Shakespeare play we were doing that year. Some of them did not like me as an English teacher. They were required to learn, for example, the quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It is twice blessed. From the, uh, from the play... Merchant of Venice, spoken by Portia, dressed as a lawyer, to Shylock. Well done. <laughs> You've all passed. Well, the other one that I really like was from, the, uh, from Othello. Good name in man and woman, dear my lord, is the immediate jewel of their souls. Who steals my purse, steals trash. Twas mine, tis his, has been slave to thousands. But he who filters from me my good name... Robs me of that which not enriches him, but makes me poor indeed. <sighs> Othello, scene three, act three, scene two, spoken by Iago to Othello, but you all knew that. All the students had to know those speeches by heart, had to be able to write it out, spelling perfect, and uh, as well as know what the words meant the importance of mercy and the importance of a good reputation. You and I know the words of the Lord's Prayer very, very well. We pray those words frequently. They're prayed in our Sunday services. Each day when Parliament is in session in Canberra, the Lord's Prayer is prayed at the start of each day's proceedings. The Lord's Prayer words have been translated into many many languages and in our gospel reading today from Luke's gospel we have the record of Jesus teaching this prayer to the 12 disciples and there's something about all that in the welcome sheet as well. Each petition of the Lord's Prayer could be the subject of a separate sermon. There are nine petitions, four and a half hours of preaching but you're not going to get that this morning. But such sermons would assist us to know not only the words themselves, but the teachings behind the words. But today my plan is to give a bird's eye view of the Lord's Prayer. It will be undetailed, but I hope that it will be helpful. Someone said that the Lord's Prayer can quickly be committed to our memories but it is slowly learned in our hearts and in our lives. 
The obvious feature of the Lord's Prayer to any student of English are the pronouns. It's all we, us and our. There's no me, I or mine anywhere in it. So the first thing to say about the Lord's Prayer is it is relational. It's as though it's being prayed by a group, by a community or a congregation. We, us and our. As we pray the Lord's Prayer, we really are in a relationship with the people around us who are also praying those familiar words. And so we need to be conscious of their presence in this time of prayer. The various petitions of the Lord's Prayer contain our group desires and our community wishes. But the Lord's Prayer reminds us also that we are in a relationship with God and with God as our Father. Now there were so many titles from the Old Testament that Jesus could have chosen for addressing God. God the Almighty, Creator God, the God of justice, the Lord of hosts. But the title for God that Jesus chose was Father. In Isaiah 64 and verse 8, Jesus knew that God is called Father, but now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, you are our potter, and we are all the work of your hand. But not simply father but the word Abba that close family tender way of referring to our male parent it was the way that Jesus would call upon God in the garden of Gethsemane Abba father take this cup from me so the Lord's prayer is relational the petition about God's name being hallowed God's name being recognised as holy and God's name being used as holy is respectful. The third of the Ten Commandments tells us not to take God's name in vain. And this part of the Lord's Prayer prays that that commandment might be observed. People these days do use God's name as a means of expressing surprise, dismay, appreciation, frustration, annoyance, anger, You name it, God's name comes into it. But if we pray the Lord's Prayer, in our conversations and in our private talking, we must use God's name carefully and worshipfully. For that is what the Lord's Prayer prays, to be respectful. The part of the Lord's Prayer about God's kingdom and about God's will prays that we may be responsive. Your kingdom come is a prayer that people everywhere will respond to God's love and bring themselves under the loving and beneficent rule of Christ as their king. It's a great evangelistic prayer. But it's a prayer that we also may bring our lives under Christ's rule and be in that kingdom of God. And how is God's will done in that kingdom, in heaven? For we pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in God's kingdom. 
God's will is done there gladly. God's will is done there immediately. God's will is done there fully. So this petition of the Lord's Prayer is that we may be responsive to the rule of Christ by living according to his will, gladly, immediately and fully. So the Lord's Prayer is relational, it is respectful, it is responsive. But then we move on to the three petitions for ourselves in the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. This helps us to admit to ourselves that we are dependent on God. It's a prayer that we may have each day what we need for each day. Enough food, enough shelter, enough protection, enough love. They are the things that we need for each day. And what we have beyond enough food, enough shelter, enough protection and enough love is a bonus. We need those things for ourselves, of course, but if we're blessed with this world's goods, then we can help this prayer come true for others, that they might have enough food, enough shelter, enough protection and enough love. So the Lord's Prayer helps us to admit that we're dependent on God who provides for all our needs. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Martin Luther said, this is the most dangerous part of the Lord's Prayer and this is the most dangerous prayer that anybody can pray. Luther said that in nearly all our prayers, we pray that we might be like God. But in this petition of the Lord's Prayer, we pray that God will be like us. Forgive us as we forgive. It's a demanding petition. And why is it demanding? Because it demands that we look at the quality of our relationship with others and our forgiveness of others. We pray, forgive us our sins in the same way and to the same extent that we forgive others. That's what as means. If we're slow to forgive others, we're praying that God will be slow to forgive us. If we refuse to forgive others, it's a very dangerous prayer indeed. And the final petition of the Lord's Prayer is defensive. It's a prayer that we might be defended from the snares of temptation and from doing, saying or being evil. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. We are praying that we ourselves might be protected from evil, but we're also praying that we might be saved from being the agents of evil ourselves. When we pray for the safety for times when we travel, this is the part of the Lord's Prayer that we're praying. When we pray for the safety and protection of our families, this is the, this is the prayer that we're praying. Deliver us from evil. So the Lord's Prayer is relational, respective, responsive, 
dependent, demanding, defensive. And the Lord's Prayer ends with a great outburst of praise, a great doxology. It is praisey. Why do we pray the Lord's Prayer as we do? Because we know and in our lives we have shown and proved that God is the God whose resources can meet our needs and can answer our prayers according to his will. After all, God has all the kingdom and the power and the glory and God has them forever. And the praise of the final section makes us confident to bring our petitions and our intercessions to God in prayer. And the final word of the Lord's Prayer is emphatic. Amen. It's a Hebrew word that literally is translated as truth. It's not an afterthought that's tacked on to the end of a prayer because it means God emphatically, I wish this prayer to be granted. When I used to help at St Andrews at Walkerville, one of the parishioners there was the Reverend David Cobbett and uh, he had been a missionary for years and years in Korea. And when David came to the front and I would give him the bread of Holy Communion and I would say, the body of Christ, keep you in eternal life, he never said, Amen. He said, Amen. And I think that probably that is the way that we ought to say, Amen. In the Australian section of heaven, the Aussie saints don't say, Amen. They say, fair dinkum. Or they say, right on. Because that's what amen means. And so the Lord's Prayer is relational, respectful, responsive, dependent, demanding, defensive, praisey and emphatic. He was taught by Christ, learned by his followers. It's prayed in faith. And it goes beyond words. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you for reminding us and giving us new insights on the Lord's Prayer, which we will say later in the service. At this point in time, we're going to have our second song.